Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to process still, you know, tonight. Um, it starts with, you know, just the electric atmosphere in Moby. I mean, that's what we've been talking about and the vision since we got here. And, and to to see that tonight, you know, manifest in the crowd the way that we had it. Um, the students turning out, people on their feet cheering. And I, I think that obviously these guys for the first time got a glimpse of what that can be like. And, 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 and they've earned that. They've earned that with the way they've played, with who they are. Um, and then they just delivered a great performance. And so it would have been harder for me to, to ask more of these guys. I think it speaks to the depth and character of the team. We lose Kendall early in the game. David goes down, you know, in the game. And not only did we not miss a beat, we just went like this. And, and I just thought that showed the, the confidence that these guys have, um, the confidence we have in our depth. And um, that was a lot of fun. Moby Madness is back. Wow. What a statement victory by Colorado State men's basketball. Uh, a perfect night for CSU basketball as a whole, actually. The women's team also performed very well in their opener against Colorado Christian. But man, a statement victory for the men's program. Absolutely beat down Oral Roberts, Max Azmus, and a team that made the Sweet 16 last year. The atmosphere in Moby, it was incredible. I mean, there was just a buzz. You could feel it. Even... 15, 20 minutes leading up to the game. The students were, they were there in force. They were into it. I mean, Medved said it himself. That That's the vision for this program. That's how Moby was on a nightly basis when Tim Miles had this thing at its peak. And I, I think we're, we're reaching that territory again. I mean, obviously expectations were really high coming in and it's hard to not, you know, get even more carried out, carried away after just such a terrific showing uh, I will say that Oral Roberts, as as fun as that March Madness run was, and, and it was awesome to see them you know, upset Ohio State to beat Florida in a crazy comeback to go toe-to-toe with Arkansas. I mean, they, they legitimately almost made the Elite Eight. But as talented as Azemus is, and, and he's incredible, don't get me wrong, one of the best scorers I've ever seen, that team as a whole, it, it's really not that deep. And, and even last year, I mean, they were basically a 500 team, finished fourth in the Summit League. You know, they, they coasted for most of the season. They got really hot. They won the Summit League tournament. And they continued that into March Madness. Now, I don't want to be dismissive of that run because it was a lot of fun to watch. And I actually made a decent amount of money betting on Oral Roberts. But I tend to, to believe that, you know, you are who you are 
over the course of, you know, four, four and a half months, I think that's more indicative of who you actually are, not necessarily how you perform in the tournament. I mean, I feel very similarly about Syracuse and UCLA. Those were two teams that were pretty mediocre most of last season, and they got hot at the right time. Now, this year, I'm a little bit higher on Syracuse. I think UCLA is actually a little bit overrated. But my point is, we get so encapsulated in March Madness and the hype, and that's all we remember. And we kind of forget the fact that for most of the year, those teams, including Oral Roberts, were were pretty average. And that team that was pretty average for most of last season, you know, they lost their second and third best player. They both transferred out. So, you know, it's great that Aismas came back. He's legitimately one of the best scorers in the country, a preseason All-American for a reason. CSU was better than this team coming in. And, I mean, Vegas knew it. It was a double-digit spread, 12 points. I saw a lot of Ram fans being like, wow, why is this such a big spread? I mean, that's why it was a big spread. And, you know, CSU had, had no trouble covering. I mean, completely obliterated the line. San Diego State came close to covering. They won by 13. They were 13.5-point favorites. Um, Utah State actually got upset by UC Davis. So not exactly the hottest start post-Craig Smith. So we'll, we'll see how Ryan Odom kind of rebounds after that one. He's obviously the, the former Maryland-Baltimore County coach. Anyways, getting you know all the way back on track. I just I wanted to say that about Oral Roberts because I think it's important context to consider. It, it's still an incredibly impressive performance. It was still a great victory. I'm hyped again. I, I already said it. It's hard not to get even more carried away after seeing such a decisive performance. But the Rams are, you know, they're definitely going to play better teams than that down the stretch. All right, I'm going to get into all of my takeaways from the men's game. I will give a couple for the women's game as well. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners, though, with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now, especially in Colorado. Everybody's out here, you know, trying to see the Rams play in person, and, and the housing market is just crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off of your plate. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen different lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. If you're still not sold, Mike and Virginia are proud DNVR members, they're CSU alums, and they work nights, they work weekends, they do what it takes to make sure their clients are getting the best loan for their situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat, most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can also give my man Mike a ring at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or one last time, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, all right, all right. Let's get right into it. Obviously, the star of the show, John Tanjay, man. He makes the most of the opportunity I, I was talking to Aaron Katsuma pregame. He told me that they were going to go with the small ball lineup. They just like the matchups defensively. 
And, and so Tanjay gets the nod for defensive reasons, and he just goes crazy, drops 31, an efficient 31 at that, 10 of 14 from the field. It wasn't like he was out there throwing up heat check shots or, or something like that. I mean, it was a really efficient, impressive just standout performance from the junior. I mean, it, it was really awesome to see. It, it's it's not like it was shocking or anything like that. I mean, we've we've all seen Tanjay heat up in the past. He's always been one of the better drivers on the team. He's improved significantly defensively over the last couple of years. But I mean, that that was a statement performance. That was, you know, hey, Roddy and, and Stevens and Jacobs, all these guys, they're pretty good, but I'm pretty damn good too. And, and honestly, I've always been really high on Tanjay. He's always been one of my favorite players to watch. But even me, I mean, I got to put more respect on his name. That that was a stellar showing. Like I said, 10 of 14 from the field, also had three rebounds and an assist in 30 minutes. I, I like the effort that he gave defensively, but he put on a clinic on the offensive end. And, and what was really encouraging, and this was one of the things I wrote in my follow-up piece was, it wasn't that he just popped a bunch of threes. I mean, we all knew that he's a good jump shooter, that that four-point play at San Diego State last season was, you know, one for the the record books. That'll, or not the record books. You know what I mean. That play will live on forever. It was one for history. But on in this game, he just he did whatever he wanted to. I mean, he put the ball on the floor. He was driving on people. He displayed excellent footwork in the post. And he was really forcing the issue because... You know, I feel like early in the game, CSU, they were they were kind of settling for jump shots. They were open, good looks in rhythm. I don't have a problem with the shot selection or, or anything like that. But I do think occasionally, especially when, you know, you missed five, six in a row, you know, then try and get to the rim a little bit. And, and I felt like Tanjay especially did a great job of that and just making things hard on the Oral Roberts defense. You know, he's a great athlete, really explosive. And, and the, he kind of put him in a position where it was like either I'm going to score here or you're going to foul me. And when he got to the free throw line, he was perfect. Eight to eight from the charity stripe. Just an awesome, awesome game. Highest scoring performance by any Ram in the Nico Medved era. First Ram to score 30 since Prentice Nixon did it back in 2017. That's the type of game that if you're a young Ram fan in the stands, you're never going to forget it. I mean, they're going to be at recess this week yelling Tanjay when they cash a three. And that's just cool. Tanjay's a, he's a great kid. He's always been really humble. He's always just, you know, put his put his nose down and, and done the work. You know, it would have been really easy to transfer out after not getting consistent starts. But he just does his thing, whether he's the sixth man, whether he's in the starting lineup, he comes out and he's productive. And that's what Medved talked about postgame. You know, that's that's what we saw from him last year. He would come into the game and he would make things happen. You know, the other thing that Medved mentioned was the, the fact that Tanjay goes up against David Roddy in practice every day. And if, if you can score against David Roddy, if you can bang against him, you're going to be able to go up against anybody at this level. And it, it's very true. Anyways, I could go on and on, but that was a badass performance from Tanjay. Really, really significant. Another guy that I want to talk about, though, is Deshaun Thomas. And he, he deserves very similar praise he he started last year as a starter at the five. James Morris kind of took that role from him. And and DT didn't pout. You know, he didn't hang his head or sulk or, or be a bad teammate or anything like that. He just transitioned into his new role. 
and he turned into a guy that was really effective for CSU coming off of the bench. I mean, he's he has explosive offensive potential with the way that he can knock down jump shots. He can get to the rim. You kind of have to respect everything, and he's he has deceptively good handles. He's a pretty good passer. I mean, he had five assists tonight, 20 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. That's awesome production. He's just a guy, especially on the offensive end, but I think he is improving significantly on the defensive end. But I, I think when he's out there, offensively, it makes everyone better because it just opens up the entire floor. You have to respect his ability to knock down jump shots along the perimeter. And if you come out to try and contest him, he's quick on the drive and he's going to be able to get to the hoop. He's just, he's really versatile and he does a good job of not forcing things like that. The game just, it, it feels like it's slowing down for him. I mean, you see him, he gets the ball, he assesses the court and he'll pop the jumper. He'll put it on the floor. He'll make the pass. He just makes winning plays and, He's a guy that's really easy to root for. I've already talked about, you know, how he's been a great teammate over the last couple of years. He's had some big moments and it, it was, it was really great to see because again, you know, after not getting the start, you know, they went with the small ball lineup. It, it might've been Moore's, but DT got the start in the scrimmage. So I'll assume it would have been him. He could have, you know, been like, woe is me. But no, he just comes in, does his thing, provides a spark for CSU. And, and it was just fun to watch. Him and Tanjay, they, they put on a show in this one. And, you know, post-game, I, I kind of asked him about it. Is it any different coming off the bench, just given that it's it's in the flow of the game? You know, I think early in the game, there might be some jitters. But when you come off the bench, you just kind of have to, like, hit the ground running. And so I think for some guys, that allows them to just, you know, not think and go out there and play. For him, he said it's just confidence. And you can certainly see that he's playing with confidence. And, and he also credited the weight room. You know, Jason Phillips deserves a ton of credit. Nico Medved, he, he talked about a couple of different guys and how they've really benefited from getting stronger, Tanjay and Thomas being two of those examples. And, and Thomas said it himself, too. He's like, I, I feel stronger. You can see the difference that it's going to make in the post. And, and Medved credited him as, as one of the, the best improved players in the program since he's been there. That, that really says something because there's some talented dudes in there with great work ethics. And the crazy thing is they just, they continue to add talent. Chandler Jacobs comes in and puts 15 points on the board, a perfect six of six from the field. Also had four rebounds. You could see the effort that he brings defensively. I mean, that's a former defensive player of the year at Dallas Baptist. He's a stud. He, he's so good. He shoots confidently, but he doesn't force anything. He's going to be able to run the offense at times if CSU needs him to do it. I really think defensively is, is where he's going to make the biggest impact for this team. But, I mean, when you look at the production that you got from Jacobs and Tanjay and Thomas, 62 points out of those three, if you even get half of that on a night-to-night -night basis, I mean, CSU, they're not just going to be a Mountain West threat. They're going to be capable of beating anyone. I mean, again, you know, I, I don't want to get too carried away, but... If you make the tournament, anything can happen. And it's clear that this team is deep, they're unselfish, and the talent and athletic levels of this roster from top to bottom are just, they're, they're at a place where it hasn't been maybe ever. No disrespect to Wes Eichmeyer, Dorian Green, Jesse Carr. 
I love those rosters. And, and, you know, guys like you guys know I'm tight with Gian Clavel. There have been a lot of really good players to come through here, but top to bottom, man, this roster is stacked. And as good as those teams were, you know, maybe Colton Iverson in terms of the way he could individually dominate, but they, they didn't have the talent of David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens and, you know, John Tanjay is putting himself in that conversation and the rest of the roster is just so much improved. Whew, excuse me. Losing my voice a little bit. It's been a long one. But, you know, the depth of this team, I think that's just what was most significant about this game. You you take away the 20 points that you got out of Roddy and Stevens, and CSU still scores 89. They still win by nine against a team that made the Sweet 16 last year. It's just been awesome to see the steady incline of this program over the last couple of years, the, the progress, the development of all these different guys, DT, James Moores, you know, even Thistlewood and, and Kendall Moore, they, they were really great defensively tonight. Kendall Moore, before he got hurt, and they're going to have to evaluate it. It looked like he rolled his ankle. Could be kind of serious. Um, I don't expect him to miss like a ton of time, but those can just be nagging especially for a, a speedy guy like him that, that really depends on, you know, lateral agility and all that. David Roddy left with back spasms. Medved said they'll have to kind of just monitor the situation day by day. I definitely would not be opposed to, to resting them if needed. I mean, it's clear you have so much depth. But I, I wanted to talk about what those guys did defensively because it wasn't, a, you know, a standout offensive performance from those two or anything. But Kendall really did a good job of pressuring Aismas. I mean, 8 of 22 from the field is is about as well as you can expect to contain that dude. He is an elite scorer. He missed a couple of easy ones earlier. Not necessarily easy ones, but open ones. And then Kendall just started hounding him. And, and you could see that it, it kind of got under his skin a little bit. And uh, I actually want to talk about the young guys as well. They did a pretty good job once they had to take over for him you know, it, it's it's not easy to get thrown in the game as a young guy and have to go up against Max Aismas. Uh, before I talk about that, though, football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on either team to score, and you're going to win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay. That's where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. It, it's really a lot of fun. I, I love doing it on NFL Sunday. Just makes every game interesting, you know? If, if you're a Broncos fan, just do a $5, you know, same game parlay on the Eagles game this weekend. It gives you a, a great opportunity to maximize your winnings. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So download that top-rated app now. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out Snooze Flip. 
what is Snooze Flip? It's one of the most universal mattresses on the planet. You can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm, and you can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover is also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. The zippable cover makes the Snooze Flip a true four-in-one mattress. Don't stress shopping through hundreds of beds online. Snooze Flip has all the features in one and they will ship it straight to your door. What's cool too is the mattress, it actually expands faster than most, so you can be sleeping on your new mattress on the same day as delivery. There's a YouTube video of us unpacking Allie and RK's mattress at the bar. Go and check that out. When you are a part of Snooze Sleep, you are a part of a community, just like the DNVR community. No exaggeration, a community of go-getters, hustlers, athletes, entrepreneurs, the people who need to energize their bodies so they can wake up feeling amazing the next day and conquer their dreams and goals. The community is called the 504 Club. It's very similar to the 5AM Club, but with four extra minutes to take for yourself. Our four pillars are health, wealth, family, and self. These four pillars are what Snooze wants their community to be inspired to focus on in themselves. They have an email list, blog. Uh, they have a Facebook community where Snooze gives tips and knowledge to support the community and their efforts. Buying the Snooze Flip, it's one huge step to a healthy lifestyle and living by the four main pillars, sleep deep, dream big. Finally, Snooze Sleep is Colorado-based. We know how much you love supporting our local partners. Snooze is made by Colorado, but it's designed for the world. Take advantage of a new Snooze Flip mattress that gets delivered straight to your door, and Snooze Sleep is hooking you up. Use the code DNVR and receive $250 off a mattress and $250 off an adjustable base. Queen mattress savings up to $500 with the adjustable base. $500! Dual split king savings are up to $1,000 in savings with the adjustable base. $1,000. Head to snoozesleep.com. Grab your snooze flip mattress today. That's snoozesleep.com. Get your snooze flip delivered straight to your door. Happy sleeping and recovery, fam. Whew. Try and say snooze flip 10 times fast. I bet you'll get tongue-tied. I definitely did. Um, I want to talk about the young guys, though, because before the break, you know, we were talking about Kendall Moore and, and how terrific he was in his assignment against Max Azemus. Obviously, they're going to need him healthy this year. So again, if, if he needs to rest a couple of games, that's fine. You play Arkansas Pine Bluff on Friday. Maybe a bit of a, a trap game, especially after such an electric opener, but CSU significantly more talented. And then, you know, they're playing Peru State on Sunday, which weird things can happen in college basketball. I mean, we saw Montana State almost beat CU. We saw UC Davis beat Utah State. But I mean, it's basically a glorified exhibition. I'm not throwing shade or anything like that. I mean, the Rams are playing a brutal non-conference slate. Much respect to the way that they scheduled. It made sense that they threw a cupcake in there. I'm just, you know, I'm Keeping it real. It's it's basically an exhibition. You got to win it. Take care of business. That's all that matters. Get these guys healthy. Um, coming back around, though, getting back on track in, in terms of guarding Azemus, once more went down, you know, it, it was kind of an individual effort. I mean, they were switching a lot anyways, but I, I really was impressed with Jalen Lake, you know, a freshman that was able to come in and play some big minutes for the Rams in this one. He displayed what he was able to do offensively, had a really nice uh, runner that just, I honestly didn't think he had any chance of making it, and <laughs> he cashed it. But defensively, you know, he comes in, and right off the bat, Azemus puts it on the floor, 
you know, senses he's going up against a young guy and just blows past him for an easy layup. Medved immediately calls timeout, you know, doesn't like the effort or maybe just wants to regroup. And after that, Jalen Lake, he just comes out and he responds. He actually blocks Aismith's next attempt, had two in the game. I actually thought he had three, but he got credited for two. Just a really impressive game. He is going to be special. And we're, we're starting to see some of that come out with Isaiah Rivera, too. I mean, for two years, we've heard from Medved about his potential, and he he was awesome tonight. He flashed a little bit at times last year, but in 11 minutes, he had eight points, three of four from the field, hit a couple of threes, and they were really confident. Three rebounds. Did have three fouls, so maybe hacking a little bit, but as he gets to play more minutes, he's going to get more comfortable on the defensive end. I'm not worried about that at all, but just the amount of guys that they have that can score, Lake, Rivera, Tanjay. I mean, these are guys that could start at other schools. They're coming off the bench for CSU. You got Baylor Hebb who came in, and he wasn't even expecting to be part of the rotation. So kudos to him for coming in. That's a tough situation. But I I just don't know how teams are going to be able to stop all of these different guys offensively. I mean, 109 points in the opener. No rest at all for these guys. And I actually thought, you know, maybe it'll be a little sloppy early just because people are going to be so juiced to be playing in front of fans. And maybe it was. I mean, CSU turned it over on their first two possessions. But after that, they only turned it over three more times the rest of the game. I mean, if you only turn it over five times in a game, you were going to win a lot of the time, especially if you're putting the ball in the hoop the way that the Rams were. And it was just so encouraging. Everything about this game was encouraging. The atmosphere in Moby Arena was encouraging. The performance from the veterans was encouraging. The young guys coming in and doing their thing was encouraging. The transfers were encouraging. I mean, it was it was everything that you could ask for in an opener in, in the opener. And I was, you know, I was a little worried that if they lost that game, you know, fans, you know, they can get dejected really easily and be like, oh, this team's overrated. You know, maybe it kills the crowd for the next couple of games. Now the way that they played, I think it's just going to continue to build, especially. You know, I, I know Friday nights can be tough because students want to do other things, but I hope they show up again, man. Moby should be rocking like that every single game or at least close to it. That's the atmosphere I've been missing. I mean, last year was so weird in general, just given that it was an empty arena, but it, it's been quite a while. I guess the CU game a couple of years ago had a good atmosphere, but it never got rocking or anything because CSU played so poorly in that one. I mean, you got to go back to the you know, magnificent seven season with Clavel and those guys. They had a couple of a pretty decent atmospheres, but even then, I don't think it was rocking quite like this was. When Moby is rowdy like that, with the way that it traps sound, it can be one of the toughest atmospheres in the entire conference, up there with Viejas. It was awesome. It was awesome to see, and I'll close out the podcast with some audio from... Uh, John Tanjay talking about it because I asked, you know, did you guys feed off of that? And he was like, oh, yeah, definitely. So I will play that audio at the end of the podcast. Uh, briefly, though, I, I just kind of wanted to talk about the women's team as well. They had a, a really impressive victory over Colorado Christian. Great team showing McKenna Hofschild out doing her thing, really distributing the basketball well. I actually, I, I thought she looked a little hesitant to to score at times. Missed a couple of jump shots early, 
And and then she just, you know, there were a couple instances where she got the basketball and you could see her like look like she was going to pull up and then, you know, kind of think it and, and then pass to someone else. And a lot of them ended with other people making baskets. But, you know, I, I just think that she needs to maybe get out of her head a little bit and, and you know, just score because she is a baller. There are going to be nights, you know, when the shots just aren't falling, but she only had five field goal attempts in this one. And, you know, I'd, I'd want her taking at least twice that, even three times that on any given night because, I mean, she can just play. She's a good shooter. She's good on the drive, good distributor. You know, you, you want to see her be aggressive. Uh, the women's team, they won 77-42 to 42 over Colorado Christian. Not, you know, the same type of enticing matchup as Oral Roberts, but a, a nice win for the Rams. I, I felt like they displayed their athleticism. As fun as those years were with Ellen Nistrom and Elon Gustafson, those teams, they they were kind of slow. And this Rams team can can get out and run on you a little bit. And and they've got a, a lot of different people that can score on you. And it's it's definitely encouraging. Ryan Williams has this program back in a good place. Kendall Kinzer, Fresno State transfer. She had 10 points, 4 of 8 shooting from the floor. Callie Clark had 13 points on 6 of 8 shooting as well. So an efficient night from her. Prim had 14 points on 5 of 7 shooting. So really just an inefficient game for a lot of the starters in this one. Encouraging to see. I mean, you want to see the Rams build off of this. 44% from the field, 34% from three. Would like to be a little bit better there. Uh, it, it was a pretty rough shooting game for Petra Farkas. She was 2 of 11 from the field, 2 of 10 from three-point range, but she never let it deter her confidence. And you know that kind of goes back to what I was talking about with Hofschild. I mean, shoot or shoot. Sometimes it's just not going to fall, but she just you got to keep putting them up. You know, when Steph Curry has an off night, he doesn't, you know, let that prevent him from shooting. He's just going to keep putting them up because they have that extreme self-confidence. And I think to to truly be great, you kind of have to have an irrational sense of, of confidence, almost just absurd belief in yourself. And Hofschild has the talent. Don't get me wrong. She has the talent. I just want to see her be a little bit more aggressive. Anyways, I don't want to dwell on anything because, like I said, I mean, they they won 77 to 42. So you don't want to nitpick or anything like that. Um, only six turnovers. So a really efficient game from both of these. They forced 15 turnovers and turned that into 24 points. They they won the rebounding margin by four, 40 to 36. Had more defensive and offensive rebounds. They didn't haven't very many second chance points though only four second chance points on nine offensive rebounds colorado christian had 12 second chance points on eight offensive rebounds want to make the the most of those opportunities but again you know i'm nitpicking 36 bench points 32 fast break points again you know this rams team they can get out and run on you a little bit and i think that's going to be a big advantage especially you know at moby unfortunately they don't have the same type of home court advantage as the men's team does I mean, it's tough when you start a game at 5.30. A lot of people are just getting off of work. But, you know, Moby can still be a home court advantage, especially with the altitude. And they, they're deep. They've got a lot of shooters. I, I think this is going to be a team that's in contention for the Mountain West, you know, championship this year. We'll have to see. There's some good teams. But they definitely have the talent. All right. Like I said, I'm going to wrap up this podcast with some audio from Tanjay just kind of talking about the atmosphere in Moby. 
We will have more content throughout the week. Obviously, a couple of men's games, a couple of women's games. We've got the football game against Air Force on Saturday. <laughs> Trying to focus a little bit less on football. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously cover the season. Still have a technically still could reach a bowl game. I mean, you beat Air Force, anything's possible. If you, you know, beat Air Force, get some confidence, go to the island, beat Hawaii, then all of a sudden that Nevada game means a ton. Personal, I mean, that's about the only way that game's going to have any interest. Otherwise, I mean, it's basically going to be Trey McBride's last opportunity to play in front of his home fans. And then just a lot of NFL scouts interested in McBride and Stonehouse and Carson Strong and Romeo Dubs and, and all those Nevada people, Cole Turner. Hopefully they turn around. We shall see. Kind of feels like that Wyoming performance is going to be the final nail in their coffin. I mean, they're just they're beat up at this point. They've been through a lot. It, it makes sense. It's unfortunate. They have too much talent to not make a bowl game this year, but it is what it is. I mean, they blew a couple of really winnable games. So, John, when's the last time you kind of felt like you were in a rhythm like you were tonight? Um, probably at Omaha Central. You know, I think I think you mentioned that, and that's kind of the answer you wanted to get. So, yeah, yeah Omaha Central for sure. You got to start tonight because obviously they wanted to go with a smaller lineup for mm -hmm. defensive purposes. What did you see early on that allowed you to be such an offensive force? Uh, I feel like, you know, my teammates and coaches gave me confidence today. Um, I feel like, yeah, we went with a smaller approach for defensive reasons, but uh, I feel like things really opened up offensively. Came on the second half, knocked down four straight shots. Just how much confidence do you have after that first half alone? Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to stay consistent and, uh, you know, not get caught up because we were only up, you know, eight. So I wanted to come out aggressive again and, and try to secure a win. How much do you guys feel like you fed off the energy tonight, especially in the second half? It seems like you, know, you guys are interacting with the fans. Everybody's mm -hmm. getting into it. No, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I mean, they were amazing tonight. Uh, we fed so much, especially me. Like, personally, uh, it meant the world for everybody to come out there. And, I, you know, I haven't – we didn't have any fans last year, obviously. And uh, – my first year, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have a game of that number except for maybe uh, Colorado. So I feel like to have a have an opener like that, I mean, it was amazing. It gave us so much energy to come out here and get a win. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.